welcome to the Chatterbox with your host, Nicole Parchani. Today's episode features black excellence and highlights one of the many talented engineers working to make this world a better place, Suliat Ulabenro. Kemi is an electrical engineer working at Rockwell Automation. As a first-generation immigrant to the U.S., Kemi used her love for math and science to cultivate a successful space for herself in the world of EE. In this episode, you will get to learn more about her journey, what exactly engineers do, and figuring out life's many ironies. How are you doing, girl? What is up? Oh, this week. Wow. So I actually try to go into the office like three times. I mean, three days out of the five days I work. So I, I recent, as you know, I recently started working at Rockwell last August. Um, so I moved to Milwaukee from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Wait, what What? What does Rockwell Automation make? Just for the people that don't know, have never heard of Rockwell or like, what's Rockwell? This is not <laughs> Everything I'm saying here is not representative of Rockwell Automation, the company. <laughs> but anyway, I work at Rockwell and my group works on motor control centers. So that's for manufacturing applications. So when a manufacturing like plants or companies have like a like a layout for their um, manufacturing room with their motors and everything they come to us for our drives our software our reactors transformers all these things that they need to make their motors and their machines work so that's what my team does yeah but Rockwell is a large company it's been in business for over a hundred years and fun fact it started off in Milwaukee here in Milwaukee with a investment and passion of like a thousand dollar investment at the beginning and then it grew into this large but business. like you gotta think about this re- in relative terms though a thousand dollars back then is more of a thousand than like a thousand dollars today you know so inflation inflation but continue sure. continue i mean i'm loving this history of rockwell yeah i've been i've honestly never even thought about motor control centers or really even rockwell until i started working here it was very <laughs> <laughs> i mean i get stuff i mean you know i live in america and i'm like okay i'll buy stuff but i never really thought too much of the supply chain of it i feel so. you a lot of that is stuff that I'm learning now. Like I like when I have like customers. So um, so I go th- we go through distributors who then are like to the direct customers, such as like Procter and Gamble or Peck, um, or I don't know pet food makers. I, there are a few like Coca Cola. Like I've had some yeah. some some names of companies that I've recognized. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. That's cool. I buy their stuff or I yeah. buy that stuff for Monaco, my cat or whatever. And then so we talk to them and be like, okay, what do you what do you like what do you need to make whatever you're manufacturing and then we like go through that so i'm like now i'm like oh okay thinking more about like supply chain about things that i just like yeah (laughs) i feel you i feel you yeah definitely i will say working you start to realize like oh shit there's processes here for how stuff are made like you just take it for granted as a consumer and like just being i i mean i don't know working is the struggle of adulting i guess but it's just like trying to realizing all the work that goes into all the stuff that we have it is really mind-blowing and it makes me grateful because i realized there's actually like a lot of planning and thought put into a lot of this stuff and like people just like take stuff for granted and i feel like will quickly like devalue 
all the amazing work that all these companies do to bring us all the products and services that we have today. And even though, yes, like there's so much that we could be doing better, it's still important for us to recognize like how far we've come because it never used to be like this, you know, and yes, there are things that could be different, but it's incredible. All the moving parts that go into you getting your shampoo, to you getting your toothpaste, to you getting your cat food, to you getting your new computer. But you don't think about that when you just have to go to a store and buy it, you know, like on the shelf, ready, no questions. Exactly. Like you don't even think twice, like it's always there. You don't have to think about how it got there, who had to you know, all the people that were on different phone calls to make sure every little thing regarding that one thing that you just get at your store. It's just so many moving parts. Like it blows my mind. Yeah. And not even like consumer products too. Like they're like, um, we also service like the wastewater um, industry. Like there's so many different industries, the medical industry. Like, so it's not just consumer goods, but everything. (laughs) And then like now, like we still have some issues with like our supply chain just Mm. being able to get in like secure uh connections to like an on-time delivery to some supplies that we need and then having to communicate that to customers too and like some of them understand they're like yeah we know we and then there's that one person that's like excuse me (laughs) my two-day delivery isn't here i'm having a panic attack like we are literally working around the clock to get it but if something isn't there i can't make it be there in a snap because you're upset okay i'm stressed out you're stressed out it's like incredible that we can even get items in two days shipping and people are like oh my god my prime package isn't here i'm gonna have an attack it's like bro chill out like it's fine you will live it's it's okay you know you will make it the next day but you know i yeah i don't know people be feeling entitled af man it's ridiculous yeah yeah, it's gotta be like considerate of those things like some things you just can't control you can't control there are some things you just you think you have a plan and then the universe will be like ha ha (laughs) idiot (laughs) (laughs) you thought yeah man but yeah i definitely agree like it's crazy to hear about all the supply chain issues like just because of covid and you know what what that's done for a lot of businesses but yeah like as a consumer you don't think about that you're like oh my god the toilet paper is gone in a grocery store why god why me you know and instead of it's like um you know what jack maybe they're just people also had to go home which means they couldn't process things which means maybe the distribution centers were bought out and so as a result they couldn't secure toilet paper because sarah and karen bought like 50 boxes because they thought the apocalypse was coming you know what i mean like (laughs) And like I'm just so appreciative of that. Like I direct, so we have manufacturing plants, and like so, uh, as engineers with the orders, your our job is to communicate with manufacturing plants. And sometimes they're like in the U.S. and sometimes they're um, they're like not in Mexico, they're in Asia. Yeah, I haven't had any. I haven't communicated with any manufacturing plants in Asia. Mine have been like in Mexico, and just like communicating with them, and then like trying to like understand like what they're working through. Sometimes I've like seen in the plants what they're like. They build the actual stuff that I like create on the computer. So it's like I mean I'm yeah, in the exactly. comforts of my home. I'm just like dropping and calculating and You're whatever. Like just drawing some LT spice <laughs> diagrams. Exactly. Like Poof. yeah, it's like okay, if something I need if I make a mistake or I need to change something, it's a it's a delete control whatever 
a, a button or whatever a click undo <laughs> right I'm like ah oh, backspace backspace or a quick push a quick push of like yeah. a, a parameter or whatever but and then the, like push it over to them and then like like okay we got this change you made now we gotta be back like five hours we we have to actually it's put crazy. it together <laughs> yeah and like the lead times and everything that you need to be able to get designs made mm-hmm. to get them manufactured so that they can be shipped out so they can go yeah. to the distribution center so they can arrive with the client at the right time mm-hmm. like these are all things that take ridiculous amounts of planning and like seeing it like is insane all the work that goes into it because like it's impossible for one person to do to manage all of that it, there's no way like it's absolutely impossible mm-hmm. that, but, that- would be the craziest i am shook now i definitely give like these companies props because there's just so much work that goes into being able to do all of these things that we take for granted like i don't know if you i don't know if you realize this but i like okay i know like we're in ee and you know like we always had to write papers and like i triple e and everything but i never realized until i feel like being in industry the extent to which at least in engineering how organized everything is in terms of like from the theory to how they take the theory and then start creating an actual roadmap for like technological development and how like there are so many like boards and organizations and manufacturers that have to work together so that we can advance in technology at like a specific pace because if chip manufacturers make components but then they don't have any retail you know manufacturers that are want to actually use those components for specific you know user scenarios whether that be like consumer electronics we wouldn't have half of the stuff that we have today and it like literally takes like boards of engineers to sit down and say like okay so we know how transistors and semiconductors work how can we scale this to a point so that we can create faster and faster cpus you know and all of this stuff so that we can get new computers every year that are faster but not realizing like for your computer to be faster all of these other things need to have been done from just like the idea to actually manufacturing the technology to make that feasible in this world so that we can actually build systems around them and it's just like i don't know man it's insane and then you see like it's all planned out like ieee has roadmaps you know for where they see techno technological development going because now we're at 5g but eventually we'll be at 6g maybe 7 who knows what comes after that but they have a whole like plan you know and like humans are out here like 5g will is the devil you know and it's like you know some weird like they're trying to kill the planet and i'm like no like they've literally planned this out years in advance you know so that we could develop technology at a specific pace but i didn't really realize that until after release like leaving college i don't know did you notice that but then again i wasn't a part of ieee in college so I wasn't part of IEEE, but um, I mean, during my internships, I had exposure to NEC requirements, so the National Electrical Code, uh, like manual, so like all these like different issues of like different things you have to follow in order to be uh, considered safe or have like certain stamp of approval from an entity, like another group of engineers and lawyers and all these other people who are like, who like have agreed that, okay, we've agreed, we've We've done all the analysis, we've done all the testing and 
trials or whatever and these are things that you're allowed to do and like try yep. to account for as many cases as possible like there are diff- there are a bunch of cases that could occur when you're trying to be innovative and like also like provide a certain service technolo- technological service or whatever or like even the ul code ul like you have to like in my role i have to like provide ul justifications for any like changes deviating from like standard that i'm doing like if yeah. a customer comes and they're like I know you offer this and this is like been certified, like you've been doing this for years and it's, and it's, um, it's gotten the UL and the NEC certifications, but we want this because they're also trying to innovate and they're trying to, um, like create stuff and cheaply, safely and whatever. So it's like, okay, this is different. So we're going to have to deduce from what we know we can do and like what the changes are and like go from there. So like, there's just so many like different steps that like, yeah it's like it's it blows my mind like learning about like i mean i i understood you know bluetooth and all that but really understanding like all the different rf protocols and like how they assign specific bands to do specific you know data signals over specific ranges and it's like they perfectly like parceled it out so that you have specific bands for microwaves you have specific bands that are where your cellular you know um networks operate where you have specific bands for where wi-fi operates for where bluetooth operates and then they have all of the standards that that dictate how is it supposed to work within what range Mm -hmm. what's supposed to be the master what's supposed to be the slave in terms of like you know who dominates this who connects with who Mm -hmm. and all of these different things and it's like when you're a consumer you're just like pair bluetooth not thinking about like all of the engineering protocols that determine how that process is supposed to work, how that exchange, that handshake between the master and slave is supposed to work. And it's just like, I don't know, I've been learning about a lot of that lately, just having to ramp up and really understand like consumer electronics. And it's been fascinating, like so fascinating because it, it blows my mind. And it's just like, wow, like people, the smart people do actually have shit figured out like they do have a plan and it, it literally makes sense and it's beautiful to see like how it all perfectly works together and i'm like see this is what happens when you have smart people that are on the same team that are like towards a goal of like innovation for the public and seeing how that executes and manifests itself in the masses to build all of this cool stuff it just it is so inspiring like it just is amazing like it makes me proud to be an engineer and to be a human like it's just we are the shit like oh my god and it's literally like someone's or honestly groups of people's jobs to be like test engineers to like create exactly that like exactly as many scenarios as possible and get the results and make sure it still meets those like safety and um like efficiency like environmental guidelines Mm -hmm. like i didn't realize like Like, at least with phones, like, I don't know if you've heard of SAR protocols, but it's essentially, like, how, because, you know, your your phones emit radiation, but because, like, we are biological organisms, the FCC has very strict guidelines on how much radiation exposure can be um, near the human body. And so, like, phone manufacturers have to create, like, feedback control systems where if they can detect that the device is near a human body to significantly reduce, like, the radiation output of the device to protect the human who's using said device and there's so much testing that goes into making sure like that you meet those thresholds and it's just insane and like people just think you know like oh phone companies are out here to just 
give you cancer or whatever and like ruin your life. And it's like, no, like um, they actually genuinely have laws and policies to follow that are geared around protecting you that are geared around putting your safety first and it's crazy how much environmental testing you know um, tech companies or even just any engineering company has to go through for whatever product they're trying to build like it is rigorous rigorous testing which makes me more confident when i do see like you know other pharmaceutical companies coming out with drugs or vaccines because i know like their engineers and scientists genuinely want to do good and they have like very strict policies to make sure that that happens, you know. I'm just thinking like that model in terms of a business model, like you don't like the you're, you're creating a product and in order to make profit, you want people to buy it. So probably not a good idea for it to harm people because then no one exactly. is buying your product. <laughs> exactly. Wanna, it's, it's a monetary incentive to make it safe and usable for people. And it's like... Exactly. Um, <laughs> That's why it makes me laugh when people are like, the companies are out to get you. Like, why would they be out to get you when they need you to buy <laughs> their like, product? Like, they need you to buy it. Like, why would like why would you buy something that you know is harming you? Hours, days, years of their life to create something that like a lot of people can't use anymore because the first round of people who used it died of cancer or something yeah died exactly (laughs) like that just how does how is that profitable now for a message from our sponsors Did you always, did you know you were going to be an electrical engineer? Like, how did you end up picking EE as your major? So, like, okay, I, uh, how did it start? So, in elementary school and stuff, I was always, like, that person who was really good in classes, like, is, and I went to school in Chicago as well, public school in Chicago, South Side, Southeast, and all, and the school was called Powell Academy, nice little area, and uh, I mean, it wasn't like the best performing school, but I feel like the teachers had a lot of passion and a lot of like interest in, in making it better, trying to improve it. Like it was, it was a diamond in the rough kind of thing. It was like, it was like, okay, I, we know all the test scores and the ratings and all these things and, and experience, but this year is going to be better. It was always mm. that attitude. At least that's how I see it. And saw it. Um, I tend to romanticize things. So it might've just totally been <laughs> Even at that age, I romanticized things. So that was that was how I romanticized it. I was like, it's it's a blue it's a blooming flower kind of school. <laughs> so, so I went there, and I was just I was the best student. Like, I'm not saying, okay, I was. Hey, I'm if a, you were the best student, you were the I best. Was, I Why was you student. don't don't not step in your light? Like, if you were the best, you were the I mean, best. That, that is such a bold claim hey. to make. So I'm stepping back from that claim, and I'm gonna say I was a student who was. <laughs> very like eager to learn and it was always working hard she's, so, like reading guys ahead. she's lying and- <laughs> she was the best okay she's lying to you she was the best <laughs> i'm signed up for after school programs like 
some like not summer school. So summer school was like for people who failed. But I would sign up for like readiness programs, stuff okay. like that. Because I was like, I want more and connect with the teachers and principal and stuff like that. Like I had better relationships with the teachers than I did students. That's good. I hated my high school yeah. teachers. <laughs> I was like, I don't really connect well with kids, but adults are fine. <laughs> but anyway, so I was always like, um, really interested in like my science and math classes those are the best classes for me I I struggled my way through art and music and art was fun <laughs> what you mean art is fun girl I just got too much in my head and I was like you're saying do this but I don't know how I'm getting from here to there like I couldn't make those connections Lol. easily see I was the kid that was like <laughs> they told you to do x and I did y and was like isn't this x this is what you asked for <laughs> and like I swear I would go over the top like extra af like it was unnecessary like no Nobody asked me to do this and I still did it anyways. This just me. <laughs> extra fiber, I swear. Like, like I like after I graduated like elementary school and stuff, I would go back and, and like I would talk to my, my my art teacher was understanding. He was like, You're you're smart in other ways. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. I was like, I tried. Mr. That's one way to put I it. <laughs> but he would just he would just be like, It's okay. You're you're all right. Like there there's other students who were exceptional at creating beautiful art Bro, pieces my literally, six figures were making it up in the game they were doing all right <laughs> for like there was so in my element was it elementary school so my elementary school we would have these like pancakes with dad events and usually like we would have to make like a gift you know for your dad for pancakes with dad right and so we had to make, you could have made anything. Guess what I did, bro? So I found Waffle. this gigantic ass rock. Okay, hear me out. When I say it was a rock, like that was a, a boulder pretty much. And then I used that to create a sculpture with pine cones and like pipe nice. cleaners but a massive motherfucking rock bro and this like i kid you not i was the only one that had a like a gift that big and like asked my dad why he had it like shined high in our store like in our office like he would have it there like for everybody to see and oh, i was now thinking so back i'm like i literally gave him a rock with a pine cone <laughs> and some pipe cleaner and glitter and sand and, and it he was the most showcased it like it was a picasso you know just michelangelo some some sculpted art and it's just to show you how extra i was like why did i do all of i don't know it felt beautiful at the time and you know what i'm proud of my yes. work yes. to this day Take ownership of that That's extra <laughs> So, so yeah I was not the best in like the arts and stuff so I was like math makes more sense to me I mean I know people are like art is I mean math is an art and whatever but it's a different art because <laughs> I've been in art I you're know. like math math has answers it's yeah. clear the process says <laughs> yeah it's not subjective it's like is it's it right a, or is it I mean, wrong <laughs> exactly i mean you can have a theory you can but there's always like a, a, you can go underneath and you can be like all right it makes sense these, yeah, it, yeah it, there's a process to it yeah like i can if i don't know something at 
level three if i go down to level two or one maybe i can figure it out exactly. and then maybe like build it up from exactly. there and understand it but i just couldn't get there with art <laughs> i just I, i've always tried and i just i couldn't so so yeah <laughs> Okay. Loki, I remember my like first like so this is I don't, probably like fifth grade like one of like the earlier elementary year, grade years. Yeah. We had a lesson on electrons. I think we were, it was like chem class, science class, just blanket science class. And we all like um created a circuit to light mm. up um an LED, a simple LED. It's very basic circuit. Yeah. <laughs> But I was like, whoa, that's so cool. <laughs> You're like, I mean, fascinating. I mean, the fact that I remember it now, like Electron that, that specific light lesson. Go boom, boom. <laughs> but but as, for sure in that moment, I wasn't like fifth, in fifth grade, like, haha. Yeah. There's no way, no. But <laughs> the was, curiosity, was, the seed of curiosity was yeah, planted just, that day. Yeah, like it's it, something. Yeah, exactly. Something got planted that was like you know just needed some more nurturing, some more sunlight, some more some more water to grow. But it was there. It was like I was like, hmm, I like this. This feels nice. This feels. I don't feel gross because I created something that no one's like. Like literally, everyone yeah. saw it light up, and everyone agrees that it light up. It's great. It's lit. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm dying. So, so from there and um. I um so there's this like system in Chicago so they have this like group of high schools and middle school yeah it's high schools actually um for selective enrollment mm. so remember how I said like um like, I feel like this is a trend in a lot of major cities there's there's like a pocket of schools that are like not that good they're like neighborhood schools like you go there because you live in the neighborhood or whatever and then schools like they're like charter schools and private schools like schools are like people are more like select it's more mm. selective yeah it's like because of your test scores because of your um um extracurriculars and yeah and, like, ambitions and and whatnot so I didn't know about this like system so so um background my family is from I'm, I'm from Nigeria I was born there and we moved to Chicago when I was three years old so I'm first gen here and um so the whole school system that wasn't something that I learned from my parents. Like they didn't know they were learning, learning it with me. And, and yeah, I, exactly. I, and I was in it. So I was, I was probably learning more about it than them. Cause I was actually going through the You have to do it. it. Yeah, exactly. So I would learn, I would just learn stuff from like listening to people. I would like the connections I built with my like teachers. Cause it was just <laughs> easier to connect with teachers. Like they didn't make fun of me for my accent or the Aww. way I dressed. They didn't. Oh, that was literally my fear like as a kid like i mean anytime i watched like american high school movies i was like they be ripping people apart i was i remember i would tell my Girl. friends like i was like if i move to a american high school i'm like i am not playing with none of these people i already know how it go like literally everybody i've ever known that's moved to the states in yeah. high school got bullied because they were different like, it's ridiculous I I went through my fair share. I mean, it got better in high school or middle school because I feel like everyone, well, the the school that I went to, everyone was there because they they were really like uh, academically driven and mm. like 
gold and stuff. So like, I feel yeah. like stuff like that they didn't really care about, or if they did, they kept the low key or whatever. I mean, there's some, you know, there's always like a few people. It's whatever. But in middle school, I mean, not middle school, in elementary school, I got it. I was called African booty scratcher left and oh, right. I was. Damn, that's so <laughs> my, mean, bro. That's my ridiculous. Braids, <laughs> my braids were not up to par. They weren't, you know, they were good. Damn. My nose was always too large i was too african for an african-american school for Damn. Up. that's what i that's that was the lesson i learned but um you know that's ridiculous I, that's straight up bullshit bro i'm so sorry <laughs> you had to go through that like that's ridiculous you know going through it i i was like i was sad it made me really sad because i wanted to like they're they're your peers you want to yeah. connect with them and also i'm, I'm talking kids about are it now young and dumb <laughs> and ignorant like kids are the most ignorant and honestly most of the time kids just repeat what they see at home so it's like if their parents are ignorant then they're likely to just mimic that kind of behavior because it's rewarded you know where there from so hey and i think yeah so i i don't know it's like I mean, i'm talking about it now too just like an adult who's like looked back on it and i've grown out of it like yeah i'm like now thinking about you are thriving successful <laughs> melanated me anymore black excellence <laughs> I, woman okay i think about it i'm like that doesn't hurt me anymore like being called certain names being made fun of being not liked by certain people that didn't that doesn't hurt me right now but back then it hurt and I had I was like but I, I, it pushed me closer to like my teachers and and that just continued to foster my relationship with like school living school and like I don't know over the years I would learn to grow out of it and start to build more like self-confidence yeah and stuff. And, but yeah it was a journey <laughs> and so then when you came to Michigan did you already like knew you were gonna be in a year or like your freshman year you were still on the fence I knew I was going to be in engineering because, yeah, I applied to engineering. Yeah, I got off track. But basically, I knew I wanted to do engineering when I was in high school because I took this pre-engineering class. Yeah. And it was just the best. Like, uh, that was the class I looked forward to. So I applied to a few schools, but I knew Michigan was where I wanted to go because we went on a campus visit. And I was like, I love it here. And no one could tell me anything else. <laughs> My counselors were like, maybe you should play here. And I was like, you're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm going to Michigan. Yep. So I got in super happy. I got my acceptance. I was in Brazil and I was doing a, I took a year off of school of um, high school in America to, to spend one year in Brazil. And I got my acceptance letter, like my acceptance, like envelope and everything there and i was just Aww. so happy i, I was bet like, that's lit <laughs> like look host parents i got my acceptance and, and they're like, like what okay hey, congrats <laughs> they were happy you. for me it was really, really fun they're like you're not my child i don't really care okay they weren't like that uh, they're <laughs> they're loving they they're probably more happy for me than i probably was for myself yeah it's really sweet. i love it's them funny so when much. i got really my good. acceptance i called both my parents and neither one of them answered the phone so <laughs> parents because i know they're listening to this this is the truth they literally didn't even answer the phone i was like wow okay cool <laughs> they just knew they, they know that they, they were waiting for you to announce that they knew <laughs> <laughs> my dad would say he was working for my tuition money okay he was too busy <laughs> but yeah and so did you so you knew you were going to be an engineer so then when yeah. did you decide you were going to do specifically electrical engineering 
I was going back and forth between biomedical engineering and EE because honestly, EE was the main, like, like during my pre-engineering classes, we did a lot of electronics and like um, EE based. And then mm. we also did like some mechanical engineering. I yeah. Didn't really, I, it didn't sit well with me, the mechanical oriented stuff. But I was just like, eh, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> Emmy is boring, bro. Emmy is yeah. so boring. I'm sorry to any Emmys out there, but thermofluids is just not it. It's not it. Mm -mm. I think also because I was like, I really liked math um, and EE was more math oriented. And so that was probably why I was more drawn to that even then. I was shook if I didn't realize there was so much math. Like I knew when people were like, oh, if you're good at math, go be an engineer. But I didn't realize the whole thing was math. (laughs) (laughs) You're like what wait they told me once i was done with the calcs they said once you're done with the calcs you're free lies Lies. (laughs) sign your life over to math right now pretty much yeah i just started talking to people like i tried to talk to as many people like um upperclassmen and Mm. the consensus i got was like i mean um DME was just so specific like they got um like they they were the people who would like learn about material science and mechanical engineering and and ke- chemical engineering and all these other like parts components of engineering specific like specifically for medical I mean for bio, bio- medical, medical applications, applications. Yeah. so that was very specific like very narrow from the beginning and it seemed like a better fit to go broad and then narrow in later and then the fact that you can like you can like tra- you can be trained in ee and then still do be me for exactly. biomedical yeah you can like they will teach you the like the the necessary they'll give you the necessary biological like knowledge exactly for your job rather than learning everything about bio and then just exactly very, exactly like, little dipping your toe in other specialties kind of yeah exactly i think that's interesting because i feel like now that you say that we kind of had similar like methods like ways to get into ee because like for me when i i didn't want like low-key i really didn't want to be an engineer because and um the reason why people might think is ridiculous but so as you know i'm like part indian and part black caribbean according to 23 and me i'm nigerian too gang gang but i like most of my dad's family are engineers and so like even though i wasn't close close with like my family in india i already had this like preface of like oh my family is full of engineers you know and then the other main field that indians go into is medical school so it's like you either go be an engineer or you go to medical school and if you're in either one of those you're a failure that's how that's that's how indians look at education (laughs) i swear it's that's it it's either you be a doctor you be an engineer or you be a failure pick one you know what i mean ours was for nigerians you're either an engineer a doctor a lawyer or a disgrace yeah it's yeah. just a failure like when you bring shane to the family i don't get it but well, interestingly be enough happy. can that be part of yeah it? no happiness is not a criteria okay of birth no 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 you are not entitled wrong to happiness <laughs> not this is, this is not a child. requirement to raise a, a successful child <laughs> but um <laughs> So I like did not want to be an engineer or a doctor because I was like, well, everybody that's Indian does that. I don't want to be like everybody. I don't want to just follow that path. Like that's not for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And I also 
honestly didn't even want to go to college. I was like trying to be Mark Zuckerberg out here. I was like, you don't even need a degree. You could just learn that stuff online. Why I even got to go to school? I just got to build me a business and get rich. Um, and then my mommy was like, Harsha, can you please just go get the degree? And I was like, you know what? Fine, fine. Because I love you. I will do it. And so I applied, which is I know people like that know me would never think that because I was also like, the smart kid in my class and I'll own it. I was this, I was the smart, I was that bitch. When it came to knowing okay. stuff, it was Harsha was the nerd, it's you know, <laughs> I mean, I like, I mean, my high school wasn't hard though. That's the thing. Like my high school mm -hmm. was not hard. Like, honestly, like I said, I, I hated the administration of my high school just cause I felt like they weren't really invested in the success of my peers. They really were more of like the gossipy, trying to manipulate people, um, mm. lying, um, just like real pettiness. And for me, adults, educators shouldn't be petty to children. So I felt like, yeah, it was just not the place that I enjoyed going. But I went and did what I had to do so I could get my mm -hmm. high school diploma and get the hell out of there. You know, I just mm -hmm. kept my head down, studied. And the thing is, I love to learn. Like, I genuinely love to learn. I'm very curious about how the world works. I've been always fascinated by how the world works. And so... I wanted to build companies like that was really what I wanted I want to do and so I figured well what kind of company do I want to build and I was like well I want to build technology because I was like well technology is what really changes the world what makes things possible I want to be a part of that I want to know how people build stuff because nobody around me on St. Martin knew how to build anything okay maybe you know out of outside of construction and stuff like that like not building any sort of technology necessarily you there were no engineers in my vicinity um and so i was very curious about how how technology worked how how we get computers how computers work like i just had no idea and so i was like okay when i applied to college I applied to business schools and engineering schools and Michigan. When I applied to Michigan, I ended up applying for both, but I got into the engineering college. I don't think they let me into Ross yet. Cause you had to like apply a year later or something, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, exactly. And to me, that was just too much, too much drama, <laughs> but I got into the engineering school, which by the way, I was told I wouldn't get into and I got into it gang gang um and so when I went in <laughs> like it's hard <laughs> you know like I I no, like literally like that's just good like people in my community don't really support children you know they don't support the dreams of children they just tell you your life's gonna be a miserable sham of an existence which I refuse Yikes. to settle for just because their lives turned out that way but you know what it's we not go get into it it's fine it's another um, time. exactly another time and so I got in and I thought I was going to do BME just like you. I really thought I was going to do BME because I want like, St. Martin's healthcare system is trash, has been trash, and it is trash. I'm surprised I was born in that clinical center because the stories that I've heard of my some of my friends who unfortunately had more difficult pregnancies and stuff. And, you know, St. Martin just does not have the infrastructure to really give, I think, that top quality care that the people deserve. And I was just really passionate about doing something about that and I didn't want to be a doctor because I just couldn't deal I don't think emotionally with losing a patient like it was just something mm -hmm. I get too emotionally invested in things I think so I was like trying to do BME and literally everybody told me like you have to go to grad school and BMEs don't make money and I was like ouch 
um that's not gonna work I was like I can't I'm like I feel bad that I was making my parents pay for international tuition at Michigan alone so I was like well I can't pick a degree where I can't make money right away like I need to be able to make something so that I'm not forever in school you know because I was trying to get out of school you know I didn't even want to be in school anymore really and so I tried EE I took like um Ulubi's class, his intro love to circuits Ulibi. class. <laughs> and yeah, I love Ulubi. He literally, I think, is the one of the reasons I switched to EE was because his class was fantastic. He was an amazing professor. He's so brilliant. Because of him, we have 5G. Like I am so honored to have taken his class. Professor yeah. Ulubi is the GOAT. There's a reason why he <laughs> wins all them awards because he's just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I just I've loved it ever since. Like I was so fascinated by how the physics of it all you know comes together to create all of these unique experiences and then how we can harness these different electromagnetic waves to send information how do we actually do all the math that you know tells us is this radiating at the correct frequency are we having you know is it trend is it leaking current or is it you know transmitting at full power how do we understand you know where the current is going to flow in the system how does impedance affect the flow of current in the system and just seeing how all of that knowledge relates to building semiconductor chips that go into you know pcb boards that build all sorts of technologies from your microwave to your alexa to your surface you know like it just blows my mind and so i'm grateful that i picked ee but i i never i honestly never thought i was going to be an ee and it's crazy how i made it through especially because ee is like the hardest engineering field you can study do you agree it's hard, man. It's stressful. I mean, I, I'm not gonna say it was easy, but <laughs> I feel. <laughs> I, I mean, there's this running joke we know. We're always like IOE versus other. <laughs> I, mean, I always thought I always thought like chemical engineering was extremely difficult. Just chemical engineering, I would say, is also and, really difficult. Um, yeah. Yeah, that in aerospace, but EE is definitely among the hardest. I will say uh, it was not a walk in the park. It was not. It's a, not. It's literally math. The <laughs> whole four years, it's literally math the entire oh time. Gosh. And nobody told me this. Like I swear, I would show up to class and be like, "Okay, so we're gonna learn about antennas and electromagnetics, yay!" And then she just starts writing math on the board, and I'm like, "Wait, wait, wait! I thought we were done." <laughs> just like you remember your integrals, right? You remember. You know, yeah now we're going to apply them to smith yeah. charts congratulations <laughs> and people probably were like what the hell is a smith chart look it up oh, it is not gosh. cute it's, okay it's, it's really yeah it's very disorienting i was like where are all these lines who sat there <laughs> and drew all these lines and decided that it meant something right <laughs> <So> <laughs> And then there's the real part and the imaginary part. And then like, yeah. depending on you want to make sure you don't flip it the wrong way, sis. Cause just, then you. <laughs> I just found that so it's just like, okay, there's like, okay, you learn math and you're like, yeah, I can put two sticks together. And I know that that's one plus one equals two. No, you, in this after world, that, you go, you're like, there are your transforms. There, there you are. You can switch like, between domains. Yeah, what? It switched, it switched so quickly from something so intuitive to something so like. Just gibberish yeah, on the board. 
But then at the end of the day, you go from like all this imaginary, like theoretical stuff, but it still translates to something that you Real. actually experience. Exactly. So you go from imaginary and all that. It, it's it's really interesting. I it is really like cool. I love. Um, did you take optics? I did not take optics. You should have, man. That class was amazing. Uh, first of all, that professor also is fantastic. Um, but optics was so much fun because you get to understand like how light works and how light bends and then light from a geometric perspective to also light from a particle perspective. Like it's just so really cool. But you know what? I feel like we've been talking about electrical engineering in such a broad way. How do you explain to someone what an electrical engineer does? Because I feel like there's so much that EE yeah. touches that it is insane when you're like, yeah, I'm an electrical engineer and like electrical engineers do so many things yeah um i would say yeah exactly that it's such a broad like it's it's the it's the umbrella and underneath it there's like the different like sections of electrical engineering when you once you say electrical i remember some like a professor told me this and i was like yeah that makes so much sense it's like you say you're ee but until you're specialized like you can either be in semiconductors you can be um you can be in optics you can be in controls and data processing and they're all different bachelor level like the the level that we went to we got exposure to all parts that make up ee but like in grad and where you when you specialize and you say i want to focus like i i know generally like, if we're talking like very base level like what we say semiconductors and we understand base level like what that means what that entails from like those classes or you talk about um electromagnetics and I, I can understand like a base level what that is once you get like really into it you really understand the in and outs of it that's <laughs> that's where it becomes more like specialized and stuff but like ee is just so much it includes everything because a lot goes into like going from electrons to communication to to like controlling things the process literally everything like, i swear there's no industry i feel like that's not touched by ee oh yeah it's everywhere like i mean gps it's so important e. it's so important like you powering like your e. crib ee and even like the other and like under engineering disciplines like, i know people in mechanical like you're in mechanical like people in um like aerospace they have to take a class even if it's like a very simplified version of it they have to take e -E. at least a class like you have e -E to to understand circuits because it's everywhere. everything it's, it's what makes everything work exactly um, and it's like just even understanding like okay what are where the semiconductors that's like all the little transistors that make you able to do all of the data processing within a board mm -hmm. you know like yeah. that's a so specific like field exactly it's yeah. pretty much switches just mm -hmm. really 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 tiny switches right. with volt like a signal going through and mm -hmm. we determine from the peak to the you know min that can equate to a zero or a one and now yeah. you have boom computer science born out of ee mm -hmm. because like well <laughs> you first need the hardware to generate you know the signals that you can then process with software and yeah. it's interesting because it's like literally everything from cameras to phones to consumer electronics to like anything from the signals that go all in the air to connect us to be able to have phone calls even like understanding how audio waves work understanding how light works like these are all a part of ee that's all a part of physics and so for me like that's why i love ee so much is because if you understand ee then you're really understanding the physics and the physics explains how the world works mm -hmm. 
yeah. and that and stuff is, is just crazy like it's magical like you go from something so simple as electrons are like a yes or no false true whatever and that being optimized and integrated in certain ways like 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 you say like our computer chips like computer chips like microcontrollers everything like they start from those transistors those switches and then you have moore's law that just like integrates them all together and you're like how how much more can we how many build more how far can we go can we compact in the same space like, like make and it there more is a limit smaller and smaller and smaller and then you're like we can do more because now we have more space we can be more efficient with like our use of these like switches and stuff and we can only make them so small though but until you start then you'll have to deal with like part like you can't treat it the same because then you have like it's like the signal to like the particle you know like with um what's it called what's it called that double slit experiment and like how waves can be treated as particles and as a wave like you start to approach like weird quantum things where like you can mm -hmm. only make transistors so small which means you can only pack eventually it'll get to a point where we can only pack so much and we will reach a point where we kind of hit a wall and I don't think we've hit it yet, but the EEs are hard at work <laughs> to get us there. We find something. <laughs> but even what we've been able to do now, like you think about, Insane. like I was saying, like you started from something so simple, like everyone understands one zero. I feel like now in this, in this digital age, like we understand the, the idea of logic. Like you understand you're, 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 you're making a big assumption of the general population. <laughs> okay. I say that I, I mean, everyone understands like the basic yes or no, like you can have something or you cannot have something like that. Can like, you think that. you would think people would understand. <laughs> and you have the in-betweens like going from I mean, people don't understand digital, climate change. And you're like, people don't even understand more complicated okay that, well, I, all of that is more complicated than yes or no like i feel like if you don't understand anything else you understand yes or no high or low the basic binary like yeah <laughs> you understand that <laughs> i mean i have faith in the general population harsha i know people know <laughs> they know <laughs> but yeah it's just like I, I i think about that often too like when i when i tell you how i even like went from I'm someone who likes math who likes science in a very like like you can go anywhere like math and science you're just like yeah I can do any I, I can be like it's very fascinating know. like I love to it learn is, so but... for me it's just like interesting when you see it all work and it mm -hmm. all comes together it is yeah. absolutely inspiring like to write code that works to build hardware that <laughs> works like even when we took that BME class with that terrible professor he who you shall not be mentioned <laughs> Like, even when I got my, you know, pull socks to work, like, that was incredible. But the process up to it, I swear I wanted to rip my hair out. But, you know. <laughs> but, like, with the frustration comes, like, a great wave of, like, accomplishment. This and, is like, true. Like, you, it's like the high of when that. it works. Like, yes. when the compiler doesn't <laughs> say your code's trash. Or, like, the, like, when we had to do the, um the editing we're well, not editing we had to do the programming uh project together we would oh, just Lord. we were just roughing it we were so bad how <laughs> but the moment it it worked and we got those check marks we just we like, had celebrations like we, we were did. tired yeah we, had, we were tired but we we were there celebrating You'd be so like that. happy so, those are the moments those are the highs like the lows yeah. are low but the highs <laughs> oh my god the lows are high. low and the highs are high <laughs> 
I think it takes a special kind of like psycho to want to do this kind of cycle of reward and pain oh. to be in it when it comes to being an engineer. But I realized like working in industry, like that's literally all that it is. If you can make it through those cycles where you're like, it's not working, nothing is going as planned, everything mm-hmm. sucks, you don't know what you're doing, the math don't even make sense, you hella confused, you ask for help you kind of make works. it and then one day you change one thing and it works and you don't even know what you did but this but time it. It, it, and it works and you're just so amazed and it does exactly what you want it to do and it's mm-hmm. so crazy because it's like it's it's a really yeah. simple stuff some resistors some capacitors and boom you you have mm-hmm. something that can measure and interact with the world and yeah. it is empowering it is so empowering and you realize it's like it's easier than it seems, even though it is so complex. Mm. You know, like, I feel like it's still like, it makes sense. Like, it seems logical. You know, when you just talk about it, it's like, yeah, that seems like it makes sense, even though we're talking about things that you can't even see in with the naked eye. Science is absolutely beautiful. And I, I wish like, people understood it better because i think if people did understand it better they wouldn't be as afraid of science and what it's doing to the world because i do Mm -hmm. think like science is a method in which we are trying as a species to understand the world that we live in because we live in a weird ass world and we're the only ones of our kind and we live on a floating marble that just swings throughout (laughs) space and of course it makes sense for us to want to understand why are we on this marble how did it get here and what does that mean for us Mm -hmm. and the things that we can do here yeah, it's so fast. Like one of the books I'm reading right now, for, you know, astrophysics for um busy people. Ooh, I read that one. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> and I'm just like, whoa! Like this exactly. is I, we are literally a big chunk of rock floating, floating being held together. Ask by me how. <laughs> Gravity. I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so <laughs> this is so trippy. This is. And I can I can understand. I mean, I have empathy for people who are like that is scary. Like when it you is. start to really think about that, it's you insane. Start to question, it is you, insane how anybody like thing, can function. The thing is that we try to rationalize things in a way that makes us feel comfortable, as calm, as and safe. Yeah, exactly. We don't want to be anxious. We don't want to be anxiety. We don't want to be confused. I don't. I don't. So sometimes someone might just decide that the earth is flat because that makes them feel more comfortable i don't know that's that's, not the truth though you know like the earth is not flat in their mind that's the truth that brings them comfort that's That's how i look at religion you know it's like that's the story that makes you feel good and so i get it you know some stories are better than others but if it make you feel good and it makes you a good person who am i to judge Mm -hmm. what don't harm anyone it's like yeah but that but it's like and also I feel like it's the type of education and the the access of it and like the interactions that we have like when I think about like my journey through like just my like academic and um like um work career and everything like that it's it was a series of being in the right place at the right time or not being the right right not being in the certain place like there's there's so many things that could have happened like what if what if my parents didn't decide to move to Chicago or to the U.S. 
like what type of education would I have gotten in? What would I have believed in versus what I believe yeah. now? What would you like, be doing now? You yeah. Know? Like who would what you if be? I did it? Exactly. exactly. So you got to That's why I think like everyone has like these different experiences, this different exposure to things. Like maybe certain people didn't go to a certain school that and that's okay. Um, that explains the scientific um, theory. I mean, the scientific process in certain in a certain way that that was understandable. Or they didn't. They were also in a family that was already skeptical of science and and didn't like um, really emphasize the importance of understanding things that are understand un- under- like that are difficult at first. Like so, there's there's so many things that people go through, and it's like and like i feel like scientists is like it can be intimidating like if you don't understand you're like like we we go into it now we're like oh we don't understand it we can't do it but we know like there is probably a path that will lead us from not understanding to understanding so that exactly exactly it it does it does bring me comfort like because i mean humans are genuinely trying to figure things out they're genuinely trying to do better and sometimes i feel like in the world that we live in it can seem like people are so different that we can't get along and actually like Mm. i saw this post on instagram by um this one of these people that i follow his name's lex friedman he's hella smart also has like a great podcast Um, But it goes like this. It's like the left mocks the right for being dumb. The right mocks the left for being dumb. Try, maybe let's try empathy and not mockery. And it's like, I Mm -hmm. believe that strongly. Like, how are we as a society supposed to help us all grow if we can't even have a conversation? Because, well, I'm just saying, well you don't understand what I think and I don't understand what you think. So I'm just going to say you're an idiot and you're going to say that I'm an idiot. And then we'll just never have a conversation. And then we'll continue to isolate, continue to perpetuate both of our narratives of each other, which is wrong and inaccurate and continue to create a divide between us when there needs to be no divide. Like humans don't need to agree but we should still be able to have conversations because if we can't communicate, then we can't share ideas. And that means bad ideas will influence people and create bad outcomes when good ideas are out there, but they're not being shared because we're too caught up in our ego and pride to have conversations with people that are different from us. When you're exactly 100% right, like every human on this planet, and there's what, seven plus billion of us, each one has a unique story, has a unique journey that creates a unique identity and perspective of the world that is valuable to making this world a better place. But a lot of us, I think, oftentimes will think we're better than somebody or that someone's lesser than because of some dumb thing that we were taught when we were a kid. Like being in college makes you somehow better than someone that didn't go to college that's not accurate like yes you might be more knowledgeable in a specific field than that individual but that doesn't make you better than them you know what I mean like you still should treat them with respect you should still listen to their ideas maybe they may not be educated on everything but that's where you can help you know look at it as an opportunity to help us all be smarter and be better instead of belittling each other you know And not being afraid to like be humble in certain things. Exactly. Like, not not automatically walking into a situation like no. I run you, things. You yeah, like I like already already deciding the conclusion exactly. of the conversation before rather it's than happened. Being open. Exactly. Yeah. So I feel like that that is where like a lot of like miscommunication 
the conversation could have been so much better like it's been more efficient if like you just went in like okay i'm gonna listen to exactly to what you said try to understand like from as much as i can from what you've lived through your experiences and and see where like where my argument will shape and form from that and 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 go with that but it, it's hard it's really hard like like those aren't skills that we were I, I don't think we were like taught and they might not be even skills that you can like really teach people like in a class or whatever it's like you have to live through it it's you exposure have to, like, actually, I think it's yeah, like it. intense and consistent exposure so that mm-hmm. you're forced to grow and you're forced to change I think the thing is is people over time and I don't think it's even intentional I think it just happens with time like you just like how people age and the next thing you know, you're 40 and you're like, where did the time go? It's kind of like that. I feel like people get caught up with like certain ideologies that they have that they somehow built from interactions they had when they were a kid. And for some reason, those ideas are cemented into how they see the world. So they're like, well, this is how the world works based on what I have known instead of realizing that whatever you think you know about the world is probably not an accurate picture of the world to it's start just a, it's just a sum of all of our experiences exactly and it's impossible to know and really understand every experience that's really happening in the world because there are so many mm-hmm. um and so no matter where how much you try to live your life you will always have bias and always be skewed because you are you're one drop in an ocean of consciousnesses you know, gathering information every day. And so it's important to challenge yourself, whether it be mentally, physically, emotionally, so that you have experiences that force you to grow and that you show your, you push yourself to be exposed to things that make you uncomfortable so that you can be a better person, a better human, you know, a better individual. Because I've realized in life, like, we are all the same, you know, like you and me at the end of the day, we're still the same, you know, like at the, at our core and he, you know, cemented this physics cemented this in my belief a hundred percent. We are all made up of the same stuff. Even though I look at you and you're different from me, you have different physical characteristics than me, but that's still me. Like Mm -hmm. you're still a version of me just in a completely different timeline. And for me to go around the world and treat people poorly is stupid because I'm just hurting myself in the long run. Like I'm not doing anything but hurting myself and putting more negative energy when I should be putting positive energy. And it's like, okay, yes, life is not always going to be great. Shit's going to happen. Things are going to suck. Like you said, there are highs and there are lows, but it's understanding that your reaction is your responsibility, taking ownership for how you show up every day mm-hmm. and trying your best to move through the world as a vehicle of love instead of a vehicle of hate. Because I love Ram Das. I don't know if I've mentioned that to you before, yeah, but I love Ram Das. I love, I'm so like, when he died, I really like that hit home because I really wish I could have met him in my life. Um, but he has this saying, like, we are all walking each other home. And I believe that 100%. Mm-hmm. Each of us have a role in influencing the lives of the people around us. And it's to me, that is the purpose of life is to make that enjoyable and to make that something where you are able to really help improve the quality of life for others because even though yes I'm gonna die you're gonna die everybody I know is gonna die and so eventually all the work that I put in in my lifetime may 
not be necessarily remembered in any shape where for me it won't matter in the long term you know if earth is destroyed and we're no longer even a planet but it's still knowing that like in my conscious experience that i could do good and have good and see the joy that it brings the world i think gives life purpose and gives like that's the that's why i do what i do every day why i get out of bed is because i know at the end of the day like my life is not just about me like it is of course it is because it's i mean it's my life but at the end of the day like i still have to be a vehicle for change for myself and also to just be a vehicle of love to those around me that need it you know so i don't know it's hard though it's hard to be a human it's hard to be a good human. <laughs> it is. And like people like to make it seem like, oh, people don't make mistakes or people don't commit crimes or people don't lie. Like I'm pretty sure everyone at some point has committed a crime in their life and they're just like in denial about it. So it's <laughs> like, I don't caught. know. <laughs> yeah, it's like you just weren't caught for your crime. That doesn't mean you didn't commit one in some shape, way, or form. But yeah, people like to put themselves on like a high horse, you know, and think, oh, you're so much different from me. And it's like, no if my if I was born in the same circumstances I probably would turn out exactly like you there's just there's there's something that I feel like people don't realize like we're closer than we than it seems like we're more alike than it seems we all want love happiness and joy core values I feel like our core values are very similar I mean, of course there are some people who might value other things but I feel like we we bring things we we start to like like a trivia, like certain, like, um, you know, like start to acquire like certain values, but they're like very like small ones. Like they're not like things that would make us really happy. And it's something I'm still learning. Like, do I really think that buying this thing will make me truly happy? Is that really what it's preventing me from what this idea of more happy is? Yeah. Like, I'm very grateful. Like just if I, I wake up every day and I'm I feel I'm safe I'm I live under a roof and I, I don't feel like a certain gust of wind is gonna pull everything apart or I, I have I can turn on the faucet and I can drink water and I, yeah. I feel safe that it won't like kill me in the next second or whatever yeah I can, I can go to a store and I can get food like very very simple like very things are like very very simple very high yeah. living and I'm like very fortunate that I've been able to like develop that like appreciation and that like um sense of like um what's it called gratitude towards like things that people start to take for granted yeah because you for you sure every day you experience it every day and honestly it might for some people it might be like losing those things that might be the only way to actually like cement like how good you important have it, like, it sure is yeah yes but, i 100% agree like because i don't know if you i watch like those survival in the wood shows yeah, and oftentimes like seeing these people have to hunt and eat porcupines and rabbits in the middle Ooh. of the alaskan wilderness i'm like thank you lord that trader joe's is just down the street because <laughs> you definitely wouldn't catch me eating no porcupine out in the forest <laughs> i would starve to death and you know oh, i'm not yeah. fat so you know i'm not gonna last long like <laughs> <laughs> gotta build your own shelter out of rocks <laughs> yeah exactly like i'm like people do not realize like how good they have it 
Like people, we have whole shelters and communities where you could just go to the store. Like if we were living, you know, back in the, I don't even know, 1600s, 500 BCs, I don't know. It was a roughish time, you know, it wasn't cute. Like I couldn't go and get me some Fenty skin on a Sunday, you know, <laughs> like it's just not happening. Yeah. It's yeah. not happening. It's not. Could not go anywhere, honestly. <laughs> oh, unfortunately, yeah, that's bad. It's amazing to see how far, you know, you've come. Like, I'm so proud. Like, you're a graduate from one of the best engineering schools in the country. And you out here being a baddie, exhibiting Black excellence and being a mentor for others. Like, it is so amazing. It's so amazing. Ooh, wait, what's that? What's that quote? Whom much is given to, much is required. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> I'm like, damn, yeah. <laughs> you have to like pay it forward it's, it's really yeah it but. is yeah but i think you are like you're a part of empower you like you do so much mentorship stuff like i think you do a phenomenal job of trying to pay it forward and trying to create opportunities for others that look like you you know to be in engineering and i i think it is like you just have to do what you can every day, you know, like whether it's just like you see someone, you're like, hey, yeah, totally, you know, send your resume in or you're like, mm -hmm. yeah, we can totally have a one on one or just yeah. like being open, Um, I think is really phenomenal because it's incredible, like how much impact and influence you can have in the lives of others to help make them better, you know, just mm -hmm. learning from your own experiences and I definitely admire you as well because you're definitely one of those people that are willing to try new things. Like you're also learning the ski. I cannot wait for us to have our ski yes. trip. Like <laughs> so go be ski, <laughs> ski, ski, ski. You can't you see know? us guys over ski. <laughs> Am I cue that song? You know, just oh like gosh. I wish I could play music in my podcast without getting copyrighted. That would be sweet. <laughs> I'm gonna figure it um, out. Yeah. But. I'm looking forward to that. I guess like how was how was it for you like learning new skills and being someone that's afraid, like not afraid to try new things? Cause you're crazy, bro. You jumped out of a whole ass plane. <laughs> I could never like I guess like how do you One do day. all of that? How how? How do you have the confidence? Cause I would I swear pee myself. Like <laughs> I feel like I could get on the plane, but I don't think I could like jump out the plane. Like I have Girl. no problem boarding. It's leaving. <laughs> That's Girl, my problem. When I, when I tell you, so someone else was on the plane with me, and he jumped like he's he's a solo diver. And when I saw him drop, I was ready to tell them to just take me back to the ground. I wasn't jumping. Like I was scared to the moment I went over the edge, where I was still scared, but I was also having a good time. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm scared, but I. <laughs> It's fun, but my anxiety yeah. is telling me no. Oh, but I'm gonna live it through. Oh, but we're still here, girl. When I tell you, wow, yeah, that okay. Well, yeah, I've done. I I tried. I try to put myself outside of my comfort zone, and I feel like I've been doing this. I, I feel like I've never honestly been in my comfort zone. I don't you do think a I phenomenal do. job, I will say. Like you're definitely one of the brave, braver persons that I know. Oh. Like you, Camille, Camille just be gone, traveling the world, doing whatever, <laughs> living her best life. Like there are a few people yeah. that I meet that are like crazy and brave <laughs> and just do whatever and don't care. Like Oh man. Yeah. You just you just gotta, you know, go out there and like 
trust yourself and be like, hey, is this something that I really want to do? Like, what's preventing me from doing it? Why am I fearful of it? And then do it. Like, like, and it's okay to be scared or like very like hesitant about it because it's something you've never done before. Like, exactly. And, and I feel like it's easier. Like people say, and I really believe in it. Like, it's so much easier for kids to be courageous and do things because they don't know any better. They don't know what they, fear is. You know, they don't. <laughs> and sometimes you see them like, and you're like, damn, damn you're you are really about to hurt yourself. Like, do you not have any fear? But they're like, nope. Ah. <laughs> I don't know and that's amazing for kids and it, it, it becomes a certain point where they start understanding more like consequences risk consequences and, yeah and consequences and and all that stuff but it's like it's of course evaluate the risk like don't just be like <laughs> jump like, off the cliff because yeah don't parachute <laughs> just whoa <laughs> but evaluate the risk but then also acknowledge the fear and still go forth with it if it's something that's like it's not as like you're not about to die or whatever or lose everything but um yeah I try to like I try to do things that make me uncomfortable every now and then I'm, I like to be comfortable but then I'm like hmm, I've been too comfortable for a while like let me, I think you let me said it, it perfectly up. you got to acknowledge the fear like it's not to say that you're not afraid like everybody's mm-hmm. afraid oh, all yeah. the time Scared but it's like right not it's just like not letting that stop you. Like acknowledging mm-hmm. it, being like, yes, fear, I see you. Mm-hmm. I know what you're trying to do. I know you're just trying to keep me safe. I know you're yeah. just trying to look out for yeah. your girl. But yeah. your girl finna jump out the plane anyways. Because yeah. the brain says, <laughs> we will live. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm like, thank you, Amygdala, for, for you know, keep, keep my, keep me in check. You know, Keeping me I- in check. I feel <laughs> you. I appreciate you looking <laughs> now, out for your girl. Now, override. <laughs> yeah, but now you got to chill out, yeah. okay? Mama knows what she is doing. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> and um, I know okay, Keyless, <laughs> I swear. <laughs> There's this one video from Will Smith, and he said it's great. I don't know if this is from him or he got it from somewhere else, but he said sometimes the best experiences in life are on the other side of fear. And I was like, I, I think yeah that. i heard jamie fox say something similar too like yeah. yeah on the other side of fear is nothing like there's nothing there like just mm. do it or the greatest <sighs> things in life like some like some i look back now like some of the things i've done in life that i i've gotten the most value out of or that i just love that and i'm just so grateful that i did or because i i looked at something and i was like that's a little scary but i'm gonna do it anyways like i when i said i went to live in brazil for a whole year so i basically picked up from from junior year of high school to live far away from my parents and family and everything, everyone I've built a community with, to live in Brazil for a year. People were telling me, isn't it dangerous there? Do you know the language? Do you speak? And I'm like, why are you asking me all these questions? Like, and these are future me problems? Okay. Exactly. And why are you trying do? to ruin it for your girl? We, we figured it out in the we moment did. while we were That's there. Awesome. And then only I can say, like, through those experiences, I was able to do this. I was exactly. able to like, figure this out. I troubleshooted this. Or, or like, of course I was scared. Of course I was in the plane, like crying. Of course I was homesick. Of course. Like I'm human. I mean, I'm, I'm still a normal human. I'm normal human. Emotion. You feel things. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I also like, I like to feel my blood pumping. I like to know that <laughs> I'm not just, I'm not, I'm not going to wake up one day when I'm 40. Like, and be like, where did the time go? I should have did that or I should have done this or exactly can I that's I'm not trying to have a midlife crisis right now <laughs> like I'm too young for a midlife crisis I need to be yeah. living that YOLO life yeah oh, I feel gosh. you 
Yeah, I mean, it is, I think life is to be lived, you know? I think, Mm -hmm. like, one of my fears in life is really, like, becoming somebody that's just monotonous, you know, that just is so stuck in my ways that Mm -hmm. I'm unable to grow or, like, I just, like, I'm no longer willing to be flexible and to learn new things. And I, like, mm-hmm. reach a point where it's, like, oh, my cup is full. I don't, well, this is the way that I've always done it. So it has to be right, you know? And it's, like, no. Like, and no matter what you do, things change. That's, like, the only constant in life is that things change all the time. Things are popping into this universe and popping right out of it. And it happens. And it's like it's hard sometimes because it's like you want to be attached to what you know but you need to embrace the unknown because it's in the unknown where possibility lies it's in the unknown where opportunities lie and the only way you're ever going to grow is by walking that you know tightrope between what you know and embracing the unknown because in life yeah you just don't know like we didn't know covid was coming girl i remember one of the car trips we had right before covid and you literally were like what do you think about us just with, like working high like um virtually like remotely and i was like i don't think that would ever happen and, and then bam, bam it, it, was like, <laughs> it was like i was like girl what <laughs> you're like nicole told me she warned me but look here we are now <laughs> but yeah it was a good point like like and then also like it's only unknown because you haven't done it like you like once you get past that transition period where like from zone like i unknown, didn't know i could ski who now you know look at that now you can't say I who would have thought i definitely <laughs> it was not and it's interesting because it's not something like i ever thought i wanted to do like i was never at any point in my life i was like Harsha, let's learn how to ski. Like I was mm-hmm. there, that never crossed my mind. Never, 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 never crossed my mind. Like who in my like who is stopping some carbon uh. fiber to your feet <laughs> and just gliding down ice mountains? Like exactly. But how can wait? And you also wait. I we didn't even talk about the YouTube channel yet, bro. Yes, my YouTube to see me doing all these. I mean, not everything I do is crazy. I mean, just going through life, making things, living traveling ways, living her best life. (laughs) Follow my YouTube channel. It's Kimmy. I don't know what it is. Oh my gosh! How are you? It's your YouTube channel. You need to know what it's called. Okay, my Instagram is. Kimmy dot YouTube. Well, for for my step but yeah, my YouTube channel is just called Kimmy. So I never. Uh, there's no like really. I know when I have to find your videos, I have to like look up Kimmy and then like the name to find you. The Otherwise, video. there's just some random people. I'm like, who yeah. are these people? I don't know these people. I I still haven't figured out how to make it. Just I mean, I think it comes with like me becoming time. a bigger channel. Yeah, yeah it takes time. But I'll provide a link to one of the videos but it's just a very very chill channel it's like lifestyle slash vlogging style and it's it's a hobby i've always loved youtube like i grew up just falling in love with like youtube stars like lily singh and um, lily singh is good 
she's so funny I love it and just like see how relatable like things are because I was like oh my gosh I totally do the same thing or oh my gosh my parents are literally the same and just feeling that like like that sense of like yeah, yeah like oh my god yeah they're also annoying AF yeah I'm <laughs> like there's this random like girl that lives in Canada that literally understands how I feel and that was just that meant a lot to me then so I was yeah on, like, I'm trying to think know. of who was my early YouTube stars LaToya forever oh she's rock hilarious. with her heavy <laughs> I used to rock with her heavy like she came to the island one time and I swear like oh, we came out in a Caribbean, herd yeah just to, to get a photo with her like I have a Polaroid somewhere with a photo she's with her I forget which island, she, but I think she is Caribbean. Yeah, yeah from Trinidad, I believe. Trinidad. Okay, um, yeah. But then, yeah, no, my favorites right now is Emma Chamberlain. I love Emma Chamberlain. She's hella funny, even though she don't do shit, but sit in her bed and drink coffee. <laughs> I still never watched her stuff. I but still you love her. her. All the time. Yeah, she's just like, I love people that just do them and they don't care about like what anybody thinks. Like they just live yeah. their lives authentically. Like I really mess with that because I, I'm sick of fakeness in this world. I'm sick of people just saying what they don't believe just because that's what other people think i'm sick of people just believing bullshit even though because it sounds right even though it's completely factually wrong it makes no sense it's like illogical to its very core and i hate i just hate fakeness and so i love anybody that i feel like just don't give a damn like that's why i love kanye because kanye doesn't care about what any of you think and frankly i love i wish i had that level of just non-giving a fucks because i care a little bit i care i be letting things get under my skin more than they should and it's something i'm working on but I just admire, I love people that really just share who they are. And if you like them, you like them. And if you Mm -hmm. don't, you don't. And at the end of the day, like they don't care. So it's Mm -hmm. like they do what they do out of the passion of their heart. And they just let it occupy space in the world. And hopefully it resonates with folks, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's what I I hope this podcast does. You know, I hope it does resonate with some people. Like, I just try to be me. Like, this is how I talk to my friends. Like, obviously, if I'm giving a speech, I'm not going to curse. I'm not going to talk in slang. I'm obviously going to talk properly and sound hella intelligent. But Mm -hmm. right now, like, I'm just talking to people that I love to talk to. And so I don't need to be pretentious because why like you're my friend you know and hopefully I feel like people that listen can understand that and not take some of the things that I say too 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 seriously you know like I'm just trying to have fun and live life and enjoy life and share like what I think about and how I experience life yeah exactly just like know the audience (laughs) yeah exactly and you know hopefully people like you like I I hope people learn something I hope they like you know get to learn more about the world through me at least or through the people that I know because Mm -hmm. there's so much greatness in this world like I love humanity I love the planet like I love this planet so much it's so amazing and I just I want more people to get platforms so they the world can see them because I love like all of the people that come on my podcast like I genuinely admire them and I just want the world to admire them too. There's less that divides us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're all so similar. Like I love 
like you said, like YouTube or like seeing what other people are up to sometimes. sometimes exactly. We literally we do some of the most similar things. They're not all the same. They're not the same, but, but there's things that we can connect and relate to. And sometimes like those places where we meet and relate are like those, those are what matter. Funny, like, exactly. And I, I sometimes I'm like concerned because I feel like in this world, like you can't make a joke anymore because people get offended about everything. And it's like, I understand on some level, yes, you should respect people. You should respect people's cultures 100%. Like, you should have appreciation for people's cultures or, or organizations or causes. But at the same time, like, the whole point of a joke is for it to be funny. Okay? Like, that's why it's a joke. Like, it's not meant to be a serious thing. And I feel like people forget that. Like, people for people have sticks up their booty. I don't know, man. Like, living indoors <laughs> has just been making people cranky <laughs> AF. And I'm like, people are allowed to make mistakes. Like, people are not perfect. People are allowed to make jokes. And it's okay. Like, like if and you're, you're offended, well you're offended over a joke like and it's not always meant like people like to take things personally and it's like in life you shouldn't take things personally like things that literally half the time have nothing to do with you you know what i mean and people just want to get all mad and play victim and it's like bro relax life is too great to be grumpy right now why are you so upset take a breather you know like I don't know. Just relax. Go on vacation. Do some <laughs> meditation or something. Like life is life is too great. I think, and I think sometimes people miss it. And I I hope people realize, like you said, like we're more alike than we are different. Even though there are people out there that would look at me and you and be like disgusted, which mm. I can't even oh, imagine that. <laughs> like Where? I can't even like I can't I can't even fathom like how someone could yeah. be racist. Like it just does not even make sense in my mind. But <laughs> what about to me, like even those people, someone? even the racist, even the people that wish I was dead, you know, just oh, because no. of the color of my skin, I still wish them love. I wish them blessings i wish them the opportunity to have them realize that their ego is a facade and really what they're covering is insecurity and pain and trauma like who you know hurt you that people you that exactly deeply. i want the best for all people even people that i don't agree with like i want the best for you i want you to grow i want you to change i want you to blossom because i'm you you know, and so like I see myself in you. I see that stubbornness. I understand it. And so I can have empathy for it. You know, I'm not going to hate you for being different. What's the point? Like, how is that doing me any better? It's not. So I'd rather help you grow, even if you might try to chop my head off, you know, because at the end of the day, like as Ram Dass said, we are all just walking each other home and that's beautiful to me at least i don't know then again i think i'm crazy half the time so you know i don't know <laughs> are we all a little crazy in our own way <laughs> but i i mean i think like crazy people are the best i don't think anybody's normal i think anyone that thinks that they're normal is probably not normal because every human's different like we're all weirdos I don't we should embrace it is. like normal is a collective agreement that certain things are accepted this is not i'm just like i don't screw it um, <laughs> i don't Let's know just have the, fun what's normal now would not be normal in a few years exactly and, i'm and like literally else. you and i would be considered witchcrafters you know we would be 
making magic black magic if we you know like back in the day being engineers like we would literally be burnt at the stake mm-hmm. for being like did you know you can send signals over the air <laughs> like this one is clearly possessed she's possessed burn her Outside burn of her the plan. <laughs> okay yeah, it's just like we're the goal is to continue moving forward and hopefully forward together and the best path forward yeah like i'm so happy we met in college like i love you like i (laughs) just look forward to seeing our friendship continue to grow and blossom because you're an incredible person and i think like there's a lot like you can just learn from being around people and just seeing Mm -hmm. like helping people overcome their own internal obstacles like because oftentimes you just you need support like people don't realize how important support is like having a solid support network will help you get through anything um yeah. the, the the most difficult pains in your life to even the greatest joys and for me like i'm always on the hunt for finding folks that are genuinely invested because i love with my whole heart like if i love someone like i will bend over backwards for you if i can um and i will do anything but it's like making sure that Okay, if I love with my whole heart, I need people to love me back with their whole heart, you know, because yeah. it's like I'm not I can invest my energy into folks, of course. But if if I don't feel like this is a safe place for me, I don't feel like I'm being understood. I feel like mm-hmm. people are misinterpreting me or thinking things and that uh, makes me feel weird. You know, it makes my energy yeah. feel weird. And so I don't and it's not to say that you shouldn't be around people that you don't lo- like don't like you or don't you don't get along with but I think it's important to make sure you have a support group that you can always go to that makes you that really understands you and just takes you as you are yeah which is an imperfect human you know like people are not flawless all the time you know I want friends that are going to be there when I'm up chucking over a toilet and will hold my hair back and be like you cute honey it's all good it's all good just get it out just get it out and then afterwards be like bitch round two you know like I don't know like absolutely like I want friends to go you know camping in the middle of the Oregon forests you if you can't drift and like I want friends to like go kayaking and go skiing with and travel the world and just like live life to the max and really just be happy and like Mm -hmm. help each other grow you know I think that's the most beautiful and like important part of life and so I definitely I value you being in my life so I just you know I'm appreciative homie I love you too and I've definitely learned a lot from you too like our friendship like I, I think of what I try to do this but I'm you know never really get the accurate I'm like Kimmy without Nicole and then Kimmy with Nicole and I'm like I feel like I've learned how to be more patient in a way more like calm from like interacting with you from our Aww. friendship Cruz says the same thing too. Cruz was like, I just feel so safe with you, Nicole. I was like, oh, he's like, you have that mother energy. I was like, Cruz, you're melting my heart right now. Yeah. Like there's certain experiences. I'm like, Nicole has really helped me through this. Or like, or I was able to like talk to you about it. Or I remember like I'm being vulnerable here, but (laughs) vulnerability alert. (laughs) when, When I moved here from Ann Arbor and I just packed up in the middle of the pandemic and said I'll move to a new city for to start here I was like 
oh, I'm going to reach out to Nicole because I feel alone. And Aww. you were able to, like, talk to me. I mean, so yeah, I, did- I can only imagine. Like, it's hard being alone in a new city in the yeah. midst of a pandemic. You don't know anybody. And it's not like you can make friends. <laughs> exactly. In like that depressing-ass Midwestern winter. You know it's not cute. Girl, it's never cute. Like I was going through it. And I just remember, I was like, Nicole, like, you would text me in the middle of the day. I'm like, are you okay? You're like, are and you good, like, homie? Are you know. alive? <laughs> what day is it? <laughs> I was so, so rough. I was like forgetting days and people, and I was like, you're all alone. Like I was like, yes. oh lord. I'm like, she's overthinking it. <laughs> yes, I. You know, I'm notorious for overthinking things, but I was just, I was roughing it. So you, you, you've been there Aww. for my puking in the toilet with my pulling I mean, my of course, hair man. out moment. <laughs> <laughs> you got to you got to be there for i mean because it's yeah. like eventually it might be you you know and it's like you don't see those things coming but you need like a yeah. solid squad to be there for you not to just yeah. be like look at her over there uh, checking <laughs> yeah there for the good moments and then gone for the bad moments kind of people and and i honestly i feel like those moments like when i feel like i, I mean i don't i hope it's not like all the time because i don't i don't want my friends to go through that but i feel like when there are those moments where i can be there those are the moments where you really define your friendship you're yeah, like yeah exactly okay, this is because you're like this is someone that there. rock with me like they yeah. actually care about me they're not like mm-hmm. oh she's too much to handle now yeah. i'm just going to abandon this person because mm-hmm. i've seen that like and it's not good like it's not good for that person like they're in a vulnerable situation like you should help them you know yeah. not, not not hurt them not take advantage of them like mm-hmm. genuinely help them and the people who aren't just there for like the good the highs I'm yeah like, exactly because life is life is rough you know <laughs> life is not perfect all the time mm-hmm. and it's recognizing like and like i said like i i i'm definitely not the type of person that i feel like that makes friends easily just because i am very much in my own world so like and i'm an only child so i'm used to being like by myself and just doing things on my own schedule and like even my friends from back home could tell you like they would get irritated with me because my senior year especially like i pretty much didn't have to take a lot of classes i was pretty much doing most of my stuff online and i would just leave i would dip i would be gone because again harsha did not care harsha was out of here harsha did not want to be in that school longer than she needed to be and they would be like bro like you're gone all the time like we don't even get to see you and that's like i i try to be like one but the thing is, is like when you're my friend and you're really my friend like no matter what time it is or when it is, I will be there if I can, you know, like you can call me or whatever, you know what I mean? And so it's like, though I'm like always on my own grind doing busy in my own world, like I'm always the type of person to be there no matter what, just like, let me know, you know what I mean? Just let me know. And I will be happy to help if I can. Like I, I love my friends. Like my friends are my ride or dies, you know, and I like, I can't wait to go home and see some of them because I love them so much. And they're the people that just make me, you know, feel sane in this crazy world. Because I swear, if you hang around the wrong people, they would make you feel like you just don't belong or that there's something wrong with you when in life, like we are all unique for a reason. And I don't think like, it's just finding the right people you know just finding the right folk so and yeah, i think right we've done that the world. 
Yeah. In Michigan, I don't think I found a lot of people in Michigan because Michigan was too big. And frankly, there were I I feel like I re- I learned more at Michigan who I didn't want to be friends with. You know what I mean? Like that's, it taught me important. more of like understanding where I did not need to put myself. Um, and I think that was good because not everybody's for you. And yeah. I also just, you know, you just got to be yourself when whether mm-hmm. or not people like you or not. You just got to yeah. do you, you know, and the right people will find you mm-hmm. one way or the other. Yeah. And I just so. feel like even with that, like I always go like, you might find you might find yourself in a space around people that you don't connect well with and that's okay it's just as long as you respect them and they respect you that's honestly all that matters it's like you're not all you don't like we we did not go have the same experiences we don't have the same like we don't need to agree yeah on everything yeah and that's okay like that's what that's what makes it beautiful like the uniqueness of our experience because honestly if we were all the same we're all that would be so boring exactly (laughs) not the environment but it's like just understand that we didn't we didn't grow up the same way we didn't experience the same things and that's fine respect that and move along and find the people that you connect with and and be open to connecting with people who you don't agree with and and that's okay and it'll i'm telling you just that alone like literally giving yourself permission and giving yourself space to have conversation with people that you don't agree with that you don't like is so therapeutic for your soul that you should do it because it's the best thing for society it It is try to understand more like what like where like of course I I start to feel some type of way inside yeah you can be passionate you know uncomfortable sometimes and then I for me it's like my facial expressions it's hard for me to hide I I still need to get that what what What? did you say oh my gosh like did you really just say that oh my (laughs) god on my face I'm I'm listening and I'm 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 taking it all in I'm taking it all in then so I'm like all right speak your truth just know it's your truth <laughs> I'll try to understand. Like you just need to really break it down to the core, exactly what it is you're experiencing. Like exactly. I need to understand. Like um, break it down for me, because I just cannot comprehend right now. And I'm trying to be patient with you, but you making it difficult for me to be on your side. Yeah, and it's like that's why I, I honestly like I admire like Will's friendships with the boys, because like all of them are different and like. Like they all have different political beliefs, even religious beliefs, just like experiences. And to hear them argue is the most hilarious shit I have in my <laughs> life. And it's so funny, but it's like the most beautiful thing too, because it's like, well, this is what this is what society is supposed to be. Like you're supposed to be able to disagree and still have conversations and still mm-hmm. be friends afterwards. Like that doesn't yeah. mean you just cut people off. Like you should if it's like really, really, really bad. But like, yeah. okay, like it's still important to be able to have difficult conversations like mm-hmm. it's fine like it's yeah. okay yeah it's some okay to not agree some people are yeah. just not worth it yeah, like some- you gotta know for yourself you know where to cut the line and be like okay some people are just not worth your time and that's fine you know what i mean it's not worth your time sometimes other versions of yourself need to struggle and you just gotta be like you're gonna have to struggle through this one Mm-hmm. I'm sorry for you, but you're gonna yeah. have to learn to make better life decisions. But yeah. ultimately, I still think we should be kind to one another more yeah. more than anything. Like the world needs kindness. Mm-hmm. Kindness is what really I think makes the world work. Like love is what makes the world go around. It's not money. I I really think at the end of the day, like money does motivate people, but ultimately, I think it's love. 
love is really what gets us through well i appreciate you coming on the pod to talk to me about all of your excellent and all of your bravery it was a pleasure being on the podcast and honestly it was just like chatting <laughs> like we were just chilling thanks for listening to this episode of the chatterbox if you enjoyed this episode be sure to show your support by subscribing to this podcast and leaving us a review follow us on instagram at the.chatterbox for teasers